welcome to the SBA. We are the Small Business Advisors bringing you free advice for topics that you care about. Today's topic is improving morale. Now in previous episodes, if you have watched them, we've kind of tiptoed around the subject, but we wanted to tackle it directly because of how important it is for your small business. Joe, I know you have very strong opinions on this, and I know you have a lot of tools that you used in, uh, during your course um, uh, to really improve and drastically improve morale. No, it's a fantastic opener. You know, one of the things about morale is it makes or breaks your company. If your team members aren't excited about your company, imagine a customer service person hates to work for a company, they have a customer on the other line, and that customer is getting the wrath from the customer service representative. The opposite outcome should have happened, right? They should be excited and happy. They had a problem, it was solved done and over with. So some of the things I did, whether it's cookie manufacturing, real estate, my limo company, consulting business, whatever. One of the things to improve morale is first of all, the team member needs to be treasured. They need to be loved. They need to know that they have a place where they feel like it's home. They're comfortable. They're happy to go to work every single day because it's not work. It's fun. It's like a hobby, right? And they get paid for it. So one of the things we do is we do one-on-one -on -one coaching and mentorship. So we bring people in and say, you want to learn how to be an expert in this field? Then follow me around. I will help and coach you. Then we do quality circles. Everybody sits in that team in a circle, and they can only be complimented. Even if it's your arch nemesis, right, <laughs> uh, sitting in a circle, they have to say why they love you. And I mean from a, a business contribution, how you show up on time, how you're always dedicated, never missed uh, because of a sick day, you've always contributed to the company. You've always gone that extra mile for a customer, right? Every single week that you do this, it builds morale naturally. Also, events. Now, you have to be very careful with this. When I talk about events, going out for, for movies, going out for coffee together, doing a family picnic, these are great things, but they can get out of control. A, for liability purposes, because people commuting from home, to that picnic that is a corporate sponsored event, somebody gets in an accident, you may be liable for that. If it's people hanging out, you wanna be able to communicate. Just going to a movie, you're not gonna be able to bond. So what you do is you have people in the work environment that are already there. And by the way, this is a company sponsored paid event. So when team members are there, they're not there for free. They are on the clock, right? If they're salaried, depending on, like we talked about in prior episodes, they're still being compensated. You, you have them introduce themselves and talk about something personal if they want to. Like I'm, hey, I'm Joseph, married 16 years with eight babies, you know, from 14 to nine months old. And talk about a little bit about yourself, how, why you love being a dad, why you love being a husband, whatever, so we could bond. That's where morale improves, when they know that they can rely on one another. And then lastly, just real briefly, is trust events. Having things where people can depend on their other team members. The key is bring the executive, the C-suite, your small business, bring the owners in to participate. And that's where most of the flaws occur. Owners aren't involved in these events. They bring the team in, the team's involved, they bond, then it's us versus them. So you have to be commingled. You must be together working on the solutions together of any problems, and you will find phenomenal bonds, the outcome equaling
great morale. Yeah, I'm glad that you brought that up on getting the executives, the owners, the people that are driving the ship, so to speak. Uh, getting them engaged in these kind of things because that, you're right, is totally, totally uh, important. And a perfect example of this is when I was uh, working for the nonprofit that deals with children. Uh, I planned an event where uh, it was a simple barbecue to celebrate going into the summer program. So we had uh, a fantastic local restaurant come out with the, you know, the big smoker and all that fun stuff with uh, you know, sides and uh, any meat you can possibly think of, Maybe that kind hungry. of thing. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and um, yeah, my executive team didn't want to come with me. I, I spent three months planning this, and I was like, no, 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 you're all coming. <laughs> like, wow. And ultimately they did, but they didn't immediately see the value of it. And to your point, we want to break down the us versus them mentality. And by far, in my experience, the easiest way to do that is to share a meal with someone. Go to the barbecue, go there, get a sloppy joe, let the CEO make a fool of themselves by dropping sloppy joe on their shirt. How like, do you know? I mean, <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, but it's stuff like that. that. It humanizes you, it humanizes them, and it allows you guys to have a conversation that normally you would never have. Like some of the frontline workers or those that are on the site, right? they almost never see their CEO, yet alone have a meal with them. There's so much value in that, in that face-to-face -face interaction and being able to break down some of those walls that we put up in this super you know, uh, business-heavy focused industries. So I'm going to talk a little bit of about a little bit about a different application of how to utilize food to motivate people. <laughs> which, I'm in. Which originally, <laughs> which originally was going to be the subject of another episode, but um, you know, but I think on uh, on this particular you know on this particular subject, it's very applicable to it. Um, you know, I I believe in doing sometimes crazy things to motivate people. Um, you know, and, and sometimes the you know the the more out there so to speak that it is, um, the more it really grabs their attention. And one of the things I used to do the time especially when i was in uh, telecom was um you know was if somebody hit a certain sales number for the day i would take a pie to the face or i would take an ice bucket um or i would uh, you know take some other you know so, some other form of food you know to the to, to the surface of my body i would you know I, I would get hit with eggs i would get uh, you know i would get meatballs thrown at me and the reason why the reason why i did that was because i wanted to show them that hey you know what this is something that we do together right when we win and we have success, we have success together as mm -hmm. one, right? Because again, a team divided against itself cannot stand, right? So we all must be doing this as one. And um, you know, and the thing is, it was you know, it was both a give and take, and it was a double-edged sword, right? Um, so if I threw a challenge out there, and you know, somebody accepted that challenge, and they didn't, you know, and they didn't make the cut, um, I have some great videos of some people taking a pie to the face. I mean, it's just it's <laughs> we've it's watched a them. How yes. they are great. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We've we watched yeah. them. Right. <laughs> and um, you know what? And just you know, and, and just that alone um, is something that is lost in today's corporatized environment, right? Um, you know, everything is so granular, everything is so dry, everything is so you know sterile, right? Exactly. It it's it, it's very very sterile in a lot of respects. Mm -hmm. And this is something that adds spice and fun to the workplace. Mm -hmm. It's something that makes it dynamic, right? And the more dynamic the workplace is, the better bonding occurs. You yeah. bring up something really fantastic here that I think is kind of the elephant in the room and that is employees the us versus them right the employees view the owners and executives like in your former position um, as um, just just playing around when they're not at work 
right? And ab above all else, and uh, elitists and everything else, there's this perception there that's really a false, it's a false perception, but perception is reality. So with Ryan's example, he created humility when he would show up there and get a pie in the face, he became them. He was, he was then normal, right? It's now a level playing field. This is a real life person, not this sterile guy. The, the key is when you want morale boosting, the team members need to know that you're there next to them as a team working together to solve the problems, right? Where instead of thinking of you, oh, you know what? He's out there driving in his BMW. He's drinking cocktails, smoking cigars. Well, I'm in here, you know, slaving away. And this is how they think of their owners. When you survey, you never work. You know, you're you're never around. Well, geez, you know, you're in an airplane six days a week. You know, but they don't. There's not that connection. So some of the things you could do to boost morale is share your experience of what your typical day is. I opened up my day for a travel along day. I tell all my team, each day you rotate, I want you to spend a day with me. And I said, and I mean a day, I'm talking 22 out of 24 hours. You have to spend it here in this office. And when they would see what you did, and you know, some of them would do a Friday night, they recovered by Monday, they were exhausted. How do you do 741 emails you know, and today in 250 phone calls, meet with team members that this is what you have to do as an owner to show them that you're not out there at cocktail parties all day long, like they actually think. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think a biggest fear, I mean, the, not, not really fear, but the biggest stigma with that is Hollywood movies. Mm. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Presenting that image to people. That's and so smart. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's and a great point. It's a good point. It's a yeah. really good point. But instead of, you know, an us versus them versus this other group type of mentality, we have, you know, we have three different categories of people within an organization, right? We have, you know, we, we have your frontline workers, we have your managers, and then you have your executives and your ownership, right? Instead of, you know, in, in, instead of just building a bridge between uh, uh, between frontline workers and management, um, you have to build two bridges in reality. Management, frontline workers, and executives should all have a clear bridge between each other, right? Um, you know, one that you can use to walk down interchangeably, right? Um, in some companies, it's a lot easier said than done. Uh, you know, the size and scale of that organization is going to be, you know, is going to be a determining factor on how easy it is to achieve that. Uh, but visibility goes such a long way, right? A couple second message from ownership to, uh, you know, to frontline workers can make the difference between somebody quitting and putting in their notice or somebody deciding that they're going to be a career employee with you. It really does make that much of a difference. And with that much on the line, just a small amount of effort, just a small amount of time can make all the difference in the world. And it's the biggest return on investment that you can do for virtually nothing. Absolutely. And uh, one of the things that I found, uh, when I was uh, working at the nonprofit as a, a manager within a nonprofit that dealt with children, we had that us versus them mentality between our club site and our admin staff, right? And I knew that I had succeeded when they used the phrase, oh, he's one of us. And one of, the, one of the perception is reality, back to Joe's point. When I went to uh, one of the, you know, on-site uh, locations, I didn't show up in my suit and tie like I would when going to the office, right? What I showed up in was our staff shirt that everyone else in that organization was wearing. And just seeing me there, in not in suit and tie, but just in the staff shirt, being on the front lines with them, dealing with the angry, you know, mama bear, yelling at whatever <laughs> staff was doing something, being the one that's cleaning up the throw up in the back room, 
being there in front of them and showing that, listen, I've been here before, I understand, I know your positions, that cut through so much as far as that resentment, I'm going to use the word resentment here, that they had for the administration staff at that time. I mean, when I first took over in that position, it really was us versus them. They wanted nothing to do with the administration Your office. technique is a, pheno a phenomenal psychological technique called mirroring. So in business, when you're mirroring your team members, you also boost morale. When mm -hmm. team members do like this, the, the peak symbol in communication means I'm in control, right? So when you're in a negotiation standpoint where you're building morale and your team member goes like this, you're also doing that. When they're dressing in a certain shirt, you're wearing the same shirt saying we're the same. There's not a differentiation between me and you. I'm not wearing a suit and tie where you're, when you're wearing you know, shorts and a t-shirt. You wanna mirror the situation. It also diffuses, it also lowers barriers. People are more receptive, very much like a, a flower to a bee to be pollinated, very receptive. Absolutely. That's critical. Yeah, uh, that was one of the tremendous, that, that was one of the milestones that I knew, okay, all of this work I've been doing for six months, it's starting to pay off now. Right. That yeah. phrase, oh, you're one of us now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. That's a great point. Yeah, Ryan, were you going to make a point? Well, yeah, actually, I, I guess we'll segue into uh, closing remarks on this. But, um, but yeah, what I was going to say is that um, you know, is that during COVID, we talked about this at a previous, uh, you know, at a previous episode. Um, the key is leading from the front, right? You want to build those bridges the fastest. Go out there and lead from the front. Um, during the Revolutionary War, it was a perfect example with, um, you know, with uh, General Washington at that time. Um, you know, riding out in front of his, uh, riding out in front of his lines and taking fire from uh, from British troops. Uh, miraculously, somehow he wasn't hit. I don't know how that happens, but it did. I think his jacket and, was. Right, yeah, 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 right, exactly, his jacket yeah. was. And, um, you know, there's no greater example of fearless leadership than that. That's something that anybody, you know, that anybody at any level of an organization can get on board with. Um, and if you're willing to do the, if you're willing to do the less glamorous things, your people will respect you immensely for that. Um, and in order to build those bridges, it comes down to one fundamental thing, respect between mm -hmm. entities and between people. Absolutely. And, and, you know, one great point to that, if you're running a company, the one thing that you really need to be doing is learn the tasks and the job requirements of every single person on that line. You need to know how to do it yourself. If you own a hair salon, you need to know how to do nails, how to do hair, all the different ways of doing it. Because if you don't, you don't have the respect. Oh, you could just bark orders, but you really don't know how to do my job. Or you'll hear this comment saying, you, you don't know what I'm going through. You don't know how difficult that is. But if you can work on the line and do what they do, you've succeeded on the in the morale category. Absolutely. And you can see from how long it took us to get through this topic and the fact that in other previous episodes we danced around this topic, there are so many things you can do to build morale in your organization. And uh, it, let us know down below, would you like us to continue this conversation? Is there anything specific that you want to bring up? Any comments, concerns? Uh, I know we can spend another hour on this very topic. Boop, boop, boop. By the way, we are the SBA, the Small Business Advisors, bringing you free advice for the topics that you care about. Thank you for like, sharing, and subscribing. And uh, yeah, comment, comment, comment. We really want to know that feedback. Um, and if you like anything you saw here today, there are, again, other topics that we've covered. And with that, we are the SBA. We'll see you in the next episode. Mm -hmm.